Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why texting is not a good idea when you need to discuss big or important issues with your spouse. And romance author Danielle Steele had this to say about texting. She said, people have entire relationships via text message now, but I am not partial to texting. I need context, nuance, and the warmth and tone that can only come from the human voice. We're going to be talking a lot about that on today's show because those things that she mentions, like I never thought I'd actually be quoting a romance author for the start of the One Extraordinary Marriage show, but I think what she says is so important. They're about having the context, the nuance, and the warmth and tone that can only come from the human voice. So before we get into today's show, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to One Extraordinary Marriage, one, we're so glad to have you. Yes, thank you. And two, the hug is your opportunity to share how the One Extraordinary Marriage, how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted your marriage, what what you've learned, what's changed. And this week's hug is brought to you by Minter and Richter Designs, and you can find them at Nick minterandrichterdesigns.com your wedding ring the one that you have on your finger that you look down on the one that that you look at and just remember about how special your love is that is really truly and as unique as the two of you and and for those of you that have been listening for the last couple of months you've heard tony and i talk about this journey that we've been on to create a custom wedding band set we're going on 20 years this october and for us we wanted something that had that was going to be reflective of the journey mm-hmm. that we're, we've been on and i reached out to mentor and richter i found them just through a google search and more importantly now you don't have to search for them you can go direct to mentor and richter designs.com and you're going to be so well taken care of whether you're looking for a ring to celebrate a milestone anniversary a ring to you know maybe it's that baby moon ring or the new mommy ring that you just want to give your wife as a symbol of your love and appreciation for what she's done or just that just because i love you ring everything that mentor and richter does is exemplary. Mm-hmm. They take excellence and customer service to a brand new level. And I, I would love for you to just go and check out their website and see all of the different colors and styles and everything that they have. And if you go there, you can go to search One Extraordinary Marriage and you can actually see the custom rings that Tony and I had designed by this awesome husband and wife team. So this hug came from from a listener who's been with us for a little while, said, I have been listening to your podcast for almost a year now. And although I'm not married, it has been a huge help to me preparing for marriage. I've talked a lot about what I'm learning with my boyfriend and have listened to a couple of episodes with him. We're both committed to no sex before marriage. And although this is not easy, the podcast has certainly helped us to be able to stick to our principles by enabling us to be very open with each other about the whole subject. So thank you very much for providing such great sex education with such in-depth info and with such dignity. And, you know, we never set out to 
start kind of on the sex ed, you know, journey that we've been on, but I love that this listener and she actually, um, there's a little bit more to her email, which didn't pertain to the hug, but turns out that she is in her thirties. And so I love that we are reaching people at all different stages of their lives and just giving them those conversations, giving them the ability to have those discussions with their significant other about the topics that, you know, we never covered in school. Yeah. Oh, totally. And you know, a couple episodes ago, we did cleaning up after sex. And I want to thank those of you who've come over, shared your comments on what you do for cleaning up after sex. Mm -hmm. We actually, through one of our listeners, found out about a company called... Intimate Hearts. I think that's it. And, you know, it's really cool, though. A lot of you just sharing that, you know what, you don't even care. You don't even worry about it. And some of you use toilet paper or what have you, whatever that is and so it's really cool to hear from you the one family and so if you haven't gone over and listened to that show cleaning up after sex go check it out go check out the comments Mm -hmm. because i think what it allows us to do and and look at is go you know what we're all different yeah we all look at different things and and someone even commented and said geez you two just relax a little bit totally understand (laughs) totally hey call us out it's all good you know, because sometimes even us, we need to hear it from somebody just going, hey, you know what? Relax. It's okay. Y- you know, and that in turn inspires us. Absolutely. It, it, it makes us to go, oh yeah, maybe, you know what? We just need to relax a little bit more here. For others of you, it might be the same thing. So for all of you who have commented, I just wanted to thank you. And if you haven't seen it, go on over there. That's uh, episode 315. So this whole idea of texting the big conversations actually came up, um, just from a couple of clients, coaching clients, just some things that they had shared with me about texting and how there was a lot going on behind the screen that we really carry around with us all the time, like a pacifier. So like something pops up into our head and you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, I'll just text him or her. And uh, you, in and of itself, texting is not a problem, folks. Like Tony and I text each other throughout the day. We text little love notes to each other. We text, hey, don't forget to you know, do this or do that. Right. But one of the things that we set up as a guardrail, I would say early on in our marriage, but we're so old that it was we were actually like, we predate texting. We do. Um, we were telling our kids about that this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a podcast for another day about you know the early days of... I am and all that kind of good stuff. But what we were talking about is that we had to set up some boundaries because we had crossed this line about having big and important conversations. And you guys know what I'm talking about. It's when the, the text comes across and it's all in caps, right? Or all of a sudden you think you're talking about one thing and your spouse is getting really upset and you're like, all I did was send a text. How did that happen? And, and as we started doing some research for this particular show, I, I came across a Time Magazine had done an article in October of 2013, and there was a study that appeared in the Journal of Couple and Relationship Therapy. And I just want to share with you a couple of the findings that came out of the study that were quoted in this Time article. And it said, men who texted more often in general reported lower relationship qualities than those who didn't ping their significant others as frequently. The researchers can only speculate about why, but suspect that as men disconnect from a relationship or consider a breakup, they replace face-to-face interactions with less intimate communication in the form of increased texting. On the other side, it said women tend to make their smartphone keyboard tend to take to their smartphone keyboards to apologize, work out their differences, and make decisions. In other words, when their relationship was in trouble, 
As their connection with the loved one deteriorated, women attempted to make up or resolve their differences via text, which the scientists believe is the online version of the need to, quote, talk things out. And I found it so interesting that in both instances, both for men and women, when things were getting bad, what are they doing? They're texting, right? And and in texting, you miss out on on everything that Danielle Steele said at the beginning of the show. You miss out on the body language, the context, the nuance, the intention. And you also don't get the ability to effectively ask those clarifying questions. Like, what did you mean by that? Because when somebody sees, what did you mean by that in a text message? I'm telling you every defensive button they've got goes off because we don't have any cues or clues as to what the text message really means. Mm-hmm. And, and the phone, guys, the phone, as handy as it is, and you've heard us say this before, the phone can be a real detriment to your marriage. And, and I'm seeing it time and time again with coaching clients. And, and that's part of the reason why we're bringing it up. You guys know that anything that happens once, we're kind of like, all right, we'll keep an eye on it. It happens two or three times. We're like, it's time to do a show. Right. And, and when I get you know, text messages, you know, screenshots of text messages messaged, you know, sent over to me, emailed to me saying, Hey, Lisa, this was the conversation we had on this. And I'm thinking that's a face to face conversation. Right. And, and please don't misunderstand what we're talking about texting here today. This is about those big and important issues. Cause you've probably heard us in the past talk about, Hey, text your spouse, like a little love note, you know, romance them that way, you know, Give them a compliment that way. You know, put a smiley face, a bunch of emojis. That's completely different than the big issues. Like you had a little tiff in the morning, and then you're off to work, and you had time to think it over, and now you start just one after another. Like mm-hmm. texts are just going where really those text messages should actually be written down in your journal or a pad of paper because what you're doing at that point in time is you're you're allowing yourself to free flow. You're getting those thoughts out because you've had the chance to calm down. Your heart rate is calmed down. You get a little a little space between you and your spouse and, and space between you and the time it happened. So you're not all amped up. That though is time to write that on a piece of paper so that you can share that with your spouse once you come together. You know, the text message at that point is like, hey, we had a we had a pretty heavy discussion this morning. Let's get time tonight before we head to bed, after the kids are in bed or whatever, to just discuss this further. I have some, you know, I have some clarifying questions or I just want to dig deeper into this. And here's the thing. Like, it was so interesting that I was getting these text message screenshots emailed to me last week when we actually had a scenario play out with our daughter who's elementary school age, has an iPad, FaceTimes her friends, you know, text messages just with a select group of people, that whole kind of thing. And there was a, there was a misunderstanding, right? And so she sends a message and she was going over to her friend's house with her iPad and different friend. And I said, you, you absolutely may not respond to, you know, the first friend when you're with all these other girls. I said, because I want to be able to see where this conversation is going. And I had to have a conversation with my 10 year old about the fact that when you have relationships that become emotionally charged, that's when you have to switch from text messaging to face to face. Because everybody thinks, well, I'll just text them. It'll be easier that way. Right? Like I can just do it from, you know, I can do it from my, from the car. Don't text and drive people, but 
I know some of you do, and I've done it before. You know, I'll do it while I'm sitting in the office. I'll, you know, check, you know, mentally check out of this meeting I'm in and I'll send a text message, right? Because it's easier, mm-hmm. right? The problem is, is that all of those conversations that you're trying to avoid by not being face-to-face and I'll just make it easy on myself is that you're creating a situation where the two of you are less connected, where there are more questions than answers and where there's more frustration than anything else. Because we've all been there before. They're going back and forth and you're typing as fast as you can and and your spouse is hitting you with text and you can't keep up and you're just fried. You're, You're frustrated. And... Having been there before, it's a place where you just got to call the time out mm-hmm. and again, just go, we need to discuss this face to face. We have to have this conversation because you, we're not getting the inflection. We're not getting that body language. We're not getting the tone. Mm-hmm. We're not getting the timing. And so if you're finding yourself in this place, you know, you need to start looking at and going, okay, where do we need to be so we're not there? Because I know when I get a, a big influx of email or text messages like that, I get frustrated and I usually go, we need to talk about this. I'll call you when I have some time. Right. And and that's really, I'm not trying to shut it down. I just want to be able to hear what's going on. And you know, I think a lot of times what's happening with this is that there's this overwhelming fear of what's that face-to-face conversation going to be like. Yeah. A- and I will tell you, uh, you know, from working with couples all over the world, the conversations and the confusion that you create with your text message is infinitely worse than anything that will happen face-to-face. And here's why. Because people have incredible imaginations, right? And in in the absence of the actual inflection or tone, we fill in the blanks with our own filters. So the question of what did you mean by that, which if Tony says it face to face, it's just kind of like, babe, I'm trying to understand you. Like, what did that mean? But if I'm already worked up and then he texts me that, I'm thinking, this guy's a jerk. Right? What do you mean asking me what did I mean by that? You should know what, you know, like we've been married almost 20 years. You should know. And I will just spin myself a tail. I will just create and create and create. And before you know it, Tony has just asked a simple question like, hey, babe, I'm just trying to figure this out. But I've created this monster of my husband just being a jerk. And and it's two different worlds. And so then how do you reconcile that? Because now nobody wants to talk face to face. And I get it, guys. We did not go to marriage 101 or communication in married life 101 when we were in college. We didn't have it. I mean, you could, if you were a communication major, I know there was like interpersonal communication and and those types of classes, but nobody said to you, here's how you got to talk to the person that you've like, you know, you're married to. They've seen you in your holy underwear. They've seen you with no makeup on. They've seen you the day after you got the stomach flu. They've seen you when, you know, you had your first child. They've seen you when you lost your job, right? Nobody tells you how to handle or negotiate all of those conversations. Hmm. Right. And it's so important that our electronic devices do not replace the one on one connection that you and I and every single one of you listening desires in our marriages. Mm-hmm. Right. You guys didn't get married to be hiding behind a, a smartphone. 
You didn't. Right. I mean, that was not the intention that, you know, it wasn't like like you and your iPhone stood up there in front of the minister and, and, you know, I do as long as the battery life shall last. Right. That wasn't your vows. You said your vows to another human being. So when the going gets tough, when the situations get hard, you got to have the conversation with the human being, not hiding behind your phone, not, you know, 140 characters or less, although Twitter, not, you know, I mean, some, I know there are some messages, um, some platforms where you can only type like 160 characters or you can only, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that you've got to use your words as hard as it is. And I know it's not easy to have those big conversations. We've talked about how when Tony's got a big conversation, like I know it's coming because he starts flexing his hands because they get all hot and sweaty, right? It's just, it's a, it's a clue. But with practice, with practice, we grow. Mm -hmm. And through that growth, we're able to speak to each other. We get to learn how we communicate back and forth. We, we can use tools that we learn that we can take in and go, hey, remember when we use this tool and it really works for us? Mm-hmm. So you go back to it and you can use it over and over and over and over again. So part of being married sometimes is trial and error. It's, you know, in, in communication... In learning each other's communication, it's trial and error. We didn't we didn't say I do and we were perfect. That was just the beginning. The wedding is the beginning. It's not the end. It's the start. And so having trial and error and understanding that there is going to be some trial and error as we go through life together and as certain seasons hit us and there are going to be times when there's a lot on our plate and we may have to relearn some new tools. We may have to go digging around. You know, my, my father is a, a plumber by trade. And, you know, he had a big toolbox. We used to call it the bucket when I was growing up and working in the field with him through my high school years and stuff. He had this bucket. And, you know, all his tools were in that bucket. And so, you know, to start the day out, I would, I would grab that bucket out of the truck and I'd bring it to his work area. And in that bucket was pretty much all of his tools. And yet there were times when I would dig through that entire bucket. I'd empty the bucket out looking for the perfect tool, the tool that was going to make his job easier and couldn't find it. So then I'd have to go to the truck and I'd look through the truck and I'd, and I'd go through the truck and then I would find that tool for him. Mm. And sometimes it's like that in our marriage and especially with our communication. We have a bucket and we're using it and we've gone through it and we've used a lot of them successfully. And yet there comes a time when maybe we need to go to a truck or maybe we need to go to, you know, the supply store. We need to buy a new tool Mm -hmm. that's going to allow us to get to that next level. Like my dad would never have thought to just sit there and not get the job done. He would have gone to the supply store or he would have sent me when I got older and could drive. And he'd just say, Tone, this is what I need. Go Go get it. And while I was running to the supply store, he'd go work on something else. So... You may be stuck right now in your own marriage. Mm. You know, you, you may have used some tools in the past that have helped you through, but now you're stuck. And I want to share with you our he zigs, she zags, get your communication on the same path with you. Because in that, we share how you can use specific tools to help you open up and unlock your communication. If you want to check that out, you can go to he zigs, she zags.com. So, 
Are we going to ask you to put your phones down? Yes. I, I will encourage you to use your phones to keep up the romance, to keep up the connection, those little touches through the day. But I am going to tell you, you know what? You got to put down the phones. You got to schedule time to talk to one another. And, and the reason I say schedule, and I know some of you, you just, you just rolled your eyes at, you know, your computer or your phone or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Cause you're like, seriously, Lisa, we have to schedule time to talk to each other. Yes. Cause here's the thing. You know when you have to be at your job, right? That's scheduled. You know when your kids have doctor's appointments or when you have to go to the doctor's appointment. It's scheduled. You schedule time out with your friends. You schedule time to do the things that you enjoy. This is the most important thing that you can schedule for your marriage, right? Get time to talk with one another. Stop waiting for it to happen spontaneously because I will tell you, you could go weeks, even months, before you get that perfect time to talk. Uh because every one of us lead very busy lives and we don't just have 10, 15, 30 minutes just sitting there saying, come, come and fill me. You have this pocket of time just waiting for a relationship talk. doesn't happen. Schedule it. Right. Right. And then when you schedule that time, know what you want to talk about. Right. If you're going to talk about the kids then then you talk about the kids. Or had it been that big issue, that you're that you were starting to go back and forth with on the text, that's that's what you want to hone in on. Right. That whatever it may be, it may be your finances. Hey, it might be your sex life. It, it might be a, a current job situation that you're struggling with or your spouse is struggling with. It could be in laws. It could be your own parents. Pick it and stick to it. And the reason it's so important to know what that topic is going to be is that it's very hard for the two of you to stay focused if you just do something generic like we need to talk or let's talk about this. Well, okay, let's take, you know, in-laws, for example, if you're having issues with your in-laws, that could be a very broad sweeping topic. If it's how the in-laws said or did something on Easter, okay, very specific, we can hone in on that and we can just discuss that one issue. And then here's what happens. You get very productive, right? Because you're talking about a specific event, a specific behavior, right? And so we can address that. But broad brushstrokes, guys, don't get anything done. You want to you wanna make this time, because you, your time is so precious, you want to make the time that you've carved out to have the conversation, you want to make that focused time. And if you find out in the, in the course of the conversation that you're like, oh, we also need to talk about this, jot it down and schedule another time to talk. Do not overwhelm yourself or your spouse with trying to cover everything in one conversation. And I'd even put a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourselves a time limit. If you guys feel like, hey, you know what? We can we can really go we can really spend a solid 30 minutes on this topic and feel like, hey, we're not going to be overwhelmed. We're not going to be so flustered and frustrated at the end of it. You know, Pick that time because the one thing you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be hashing over this thing for two hours and not getting anywhere. You're really seriously going to just start banging your head against the wall Mm -hmm. because either A, you're going to start getting hungry, tired, you know, what is it again? Um, Hungry, angry, well, lonely, you wouldn't be lonely, but hungry, angry, or tired. Hungry, angry, or tired, you know, and so put some time around that. Put Put a time constraint around it and be like, hey... From the get-go, we may not come to an exact agreement, 
by the end of this conversation, and yet at least you started Mm -hmm. the agreement knowing that you're going to pick it up again. Because, again, we've been there. Man, when you're hungry, you're angry, you're tired, you start zoning out. You, you start forgetting. You just don't, you're not into it anymore. And really, you're not moving forward. You're, you're stagnant. And you, your spouse, and the marriage, it, it's not helping you. And you know, the next thing, when you're having those big conversations, get away from your house. I, I don't care how wonderful your home is. I don't care how cozy it is. Different places in your house have emotional baggage. They just do. I mean, we know for ourselves, like we don't ever discuss sex in the bedroom unless it's something good, right? In which case. Unless we're talking about having sex. Right. But but I'm saying if we're having any issues with our sex life, like we don't talk about the intimacy lifestyle or anything like that when we're in the bedroom. We always make a choice to leave the bedroom. Mm -hmm. You know, some of you don't like sitting on the couch. Don't sit on the couch. Or it's uncomfortable sitting across from each other at the dining room table. Don't do it. There's no rule that says you have to sit opposite of each other and stare into each other's eyes and just, you know, stare. And you guys have heard us for years talking about our walk and talks. Mm-hmm. We're moving. It's the way we get out. It's what we talk about. Sometimes it's very specific, like we've shared. Hey, we need to discuss this one topic. You know, we need to really hash and, and hone in on this topic. And so the movement helps us. It's, there's a time constraint mm-hmm. because we have like a half hour loop. We have a one hour loop that we know. And so we pretty much can, you know, that's when we're going to finish it. Because once we walk through the door, it's the kids are here. We're doing our thing and, and we're moving on. And so, you know, by putting, by walking for us, we actually take, you know, we kill two birds with one stone there. You know, it's that movement getting out of our house, but there's also a time constraint. Absolutely. And, you know, just getting fresh air. I don't care if you go to a park, if you go, you know, walk on the beach, if you take a hike, fresh air matters, right? It's good for your brain. And it's good for your body. The last thing that you need to do when you're putting down the phones and you're having these big conversations is you have to choose to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Too many people hide behind their three, four, five, six inch screen stating what they are choosing not to say face to face. You need to be vulnerable face to face with your spouse. You got to take off your masks and be honest. You know, all of the avoidance of the face to face, all of the fear of confrontation is what has created this situation in the first place, right? The the sooner the two of you start having those face to face conversations, the sooner you get on a path to healing, the sooner you create that deeper connection because you're choosing to be vulnerable. You're choosing to be honest face to face. You're not hiding behind a screen. Guys, one of the best things that you can do for your marriage is be transparent. We say it time and time again. Tony and I were interviewed for another podcast earlier today. And, and you know, the, the host, Eric Harrison, there asked us, you know, what are the two words that you would say to a couple? And I'm like, transparency and consistency. If you're transparent in everything that you do and you're consistent about what you say you're going to do, it solves virtually every challenge. And I know as we've been going through today, talking about the texting and, and communication and being vulnerable and face-to-face, that some of you have been nodding your head and saying, that's something that we're struggling with. Like, this is an area that is a real pain in our marriage, that we are hurting. And we know you're out there. 
And we want you to know that if this is an area that you've been struggling with, you definitely need to check out Rescue My Marriage today. We've dedicated a whole module, actually it's parts of like two or three modules, to dealing with communication and conflict resolution. Because we know that this is an area that couples struggle with and they're not equipped, right? Again, we don't, you know, the premarital courses don't really cover conflict resolution or what to do when your spouse is texting the big conversations. We're going to cover that. So if you've even got a little inkling of, you know what, what would it be like to not have this particular source of pain in our marriage? I want you to go and check out rescuemymarriagetoday.com. Take a look at this pilot program is only going to be open for another week, you know, April what are you signaling to me? No, and it's only we're only oh, opening 50. it up to fifty couples because <laughs> it it is a it is a pilot program, and we want to go through with enough of you to get good feedback, but not too many that we can't spend some special time with those of you who do decide to take the step and get into rescue my marriage today. So, for those of you that are looking to take your marriage to the next level, who are looking to really get past a lot of the hurts and the pain or looking for, you know, even access just to working with me and Tony. You know, we don't coach together ever, but we will be in Rescue My Marriage today. You're going to get Tony's input. You're going to get my input. There's going to be weekly group coaching calls. This is what you need to do because back in January, we said we want to help you make this your best year ever. You need to get involved in Rescue My Marriage today before it fills up. So go to rescuemymarriagetoday.com and check it out and get signed up before it's too late. Yep. All right, you guys. So this week, texting is not talking. So let's put those phones down, especially for those big issues. Let's let's put them down. Let's get face-to-face. Let's start taking making some changes in the way we were acting and reacting to each other. Let's Let's focus on that topic. Let's get outside of our house. Let's put a time limit around it so we're not frustrated at the end of it. And let's learn. Let's grow. And let's know that this marriage thing that we are doing, there is a trial and error. And so we're going to learn what works for us, what's going to work for each other, and we're going to grow from there. And it's okay to say, hey, this just isn't working right now. Let's figure out another tool. Let's get another tool like I shared with you about my dad's tool tool bucket. Let's get another tool. This one just isn't working right for for what we're dealing with. So go out there, guys. Make your marriage extraordinary. And one of the best ways you can do it is by putting down that phone, looking at each other, talking to each other, connecting together emotionally. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And for those of you who are ready to jump into Rescue My Marriage Today, we're looking forward to having you in there. You can go to rescuemymarriagetoday.com to learn all about it. Love you guys.